Hey, thanks so much for downloading the episode today on the show. I wrap up my adventures in New York City, and then we talk a little bit about what's annoying us on our social media. Also, I took my mom to see Faith Hill and Tim McGraw with my other Ugg sister, Stephanie. And of course, adventure ensued. Thank you so much. Support us through lipandclip.com and enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. I'm trying to get my needs met, goddammit. Paula. I would have spit in her mouth. Uncensored as always, it's time for the ugly truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth, Sisters Who Podcast. It's episode 293. Ugh, ugh. Sorry, I'm having a hard time. My throat is really thick. Every week. <laughs> Every week. Maybe you just have a thick throat. Maybe, maybe. That's, just your, that's just your life now. Maybe I'm like Stevie Nicks. Yeah, maybe you're just going to be like, no, uh, no, uh, that's just going to be you. I see gypsy. Maybe by the time you're 50, you'll just be like, hello, Sound this like is Steven my voice Tyler. now. Yes. <laughs> maybe that's just who you are now. Anyway, welcome to The Ugly Truth. Okay, so I have so much to tell you. Last week, I was telling you about my travel to and fro New York which was an adventure in of, of itself. I, I didn't even get to tell you about when we were waiting to leave for New York, the woman who decided to do yoga in front of everyone. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, she was so fucking annoying. It was unbelievable. People were trying to ignore her, but it's 4.30 in the morning, and we're just like, what are you doing? I would have kicked like, her over. Right? And I'm like, couldn't you just go to a corner and leave everyone alone with your yoga pants? And they were the baggy, like, harem yoga pants. Yeah. And she had the big old, you know, perm fro and, and tank top, because that's appropriate for the airport. And of course, I was already vicious. So I was just, I hated her immediately. I was like, I just hate you as a human. I don't care. I don't namaste nothing. Anyway, so when we went to New York quickly, we did, uh, Daryl surprised me and he had purchased tickets to see Hamilton. Oh, that's so, good. And it was on Broadway and it was really exciting. And, you know, I, as you know, I'm not a big fan of musicals. You're not? Not really. There there are a couple that I do enjoy, and they all, you know, they, they range. You know, obviously Grease, but I mm-hmm. only like Grease the movie. I don't necessarily know. I, w- I mean, I didn't enjoy Grease on NBC. I thought that was terrible. So I'm not sure. <laughs> but Hamilton is about American history, and it's about Alexander Hamilton, one of the founders of our, of our government. And so mm-hmm. I was really excited about it. Yeah. It's about a 1,300-person theater, very old-school Amazing. It was so fun. And of course, there was a a gentleman sitting next to us in the back row who might have been 97. And someone was foolish enough to give him a cell phone. So, of course, the thing was going off the entire time. How do you turn this damn thing off? Well, I would say that's awesome, except that he couldn't hear it. And I'm like, why are you here? You can't even hear the show. If you can't hear this thing blaring in your corduroy jacket, how are you listening to this this show? Maybe and of he course, was a distant cousin of Alexander Hamilton. Maybe, but everybody kept turning around and staring at us. And we're like, what? It's not it's us. Not us. <laughs> Come on, look at us. We're just sitting here enjoying things. Well, they're not going to look at the old guy because they're just like, well, why would a gold guy have a cell phone? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. So finally, there's an intermission, and he pulled his phone out, and he could see all the missed calls from his wife. Uh-oh. And uh, so he called, and he's like, what? I couldn't hear anything. What do you want? And, you know, and it's like, oh, God. You know, it's like, why are you here without a handler? I mean, for real. I I don't get it. Was he so, there by himself? Uh, it appeared to be that way. If he had had someone with him, I would say they would be like, excuse me, uh, dad or great fra- great grandfather, your phone is ringing. And Let's it's like put this. put it on mute. Yeah. And it's like this. It's really big, loud so he can hear it sing. So that after intermission, suddenly we, we no longer had to deal with with his phone ringing. The show in its, of itself is so outstanding. I was so impressed. Everything is so good. And what I didn't expect, because I don't know anything about Hamilton, the show, is there's a lot of uh, ranges of emotion. It's Mm. super fast paced. The music, it's all singing. There's no talking at all. It is mind blowing how good it is. And then the second half after the intermission is when it gets really emotional. Historically, and you would know this if you you can Google it or read it, Hamilton and his wife Liza had eight children. Their oldest son, Philip, was killed in a duel three years before Hamilton was. Oh, wow. I know, right? So Philip is shot and he's dying. And so Alexander comes and the mother comes. And it is so emotional. Did you cry? Oh, everybody cried. Everybody cried. It. Ugh. I mean, I'm getting teared up now, but it's like I can see why people are obsessed with this show because it, it pulls all the emotions. And I know you're not a very emotional person, but you have a son and you can imagine how I'm difficult sure. that would be. I couldn't imagine at all. God, that would be terrible. I was telling, uh, and, and I'll talk about this later on in the show, but I was telling mom, because mom's like, tell me about Hamilton. I said, oh my God, it's so good. And so I was telling her about the scene when Philip dies in front of his parents and how the mother responded. And she's like, (laughs) she's crying in the car. Oh, no. It's so emotional. And I said, right? And I said, I'm sitting in the theater, ugly crying, trying not to do the, you know, the the sob that we do when we watch Steel Magnolias or something. And I look around and all of a sudden I hear a lot of sniffing. I see a lot of women wiping their eyes. And men don't do that. You know, they just let they let the tears flow and they and they just suck it up and move on. Everybody was crying. Wow. And it ends really well, too. And I mean, obviously, Hamilton is shot and killed by Aaron Burr at the end. But it is a phenomenal show. And I I hear that they're making it into a film with all of the original cast. Lin-Manuel Miranda, I think his name is Leslie Odom, and he plays Aaron Burr. All of the original cast members are filming Hamilton, and I can't wait. I really hope it can stand next to the show, because it is going to be amazing. Wow. So I loved it. And like I said, I'm not a musical person, but I was all in on this. It was an experience I'll never forget. Really, truly. It was amazing. So if you get the privilege to see it, you should definitely go see it. <laughs> Hilariously enough, we're seeing it in New York and some friends of ours were seeing it almost at the exact same time we were in Chicago. Oh, how weird. It was awesome. And he's like, what? Are you serious? I'm like, yes, we're here. He's like, oh, my God, did you love it? I'm like, I couldn't get enough. It was so good. (laughs) 
you know, of course, and I'm trying to do, you know, well, you can't take any pictures inside the theater when it's going on, but before and after you can. So I'm, I'm trying to do a selfie and the humidity is so terrible. Yeah. I was just like, you wore a ponytail. I had no choice. <laughs> I had no choice. And my hair was clean, by the way. It wasn't even like a second day I'm going to shampoo tomorrow thing. It was clean. But my hair looked like a oil slick. Like I looked like I was in twelve year old puberty hell. Oh my god! And I showed I showed the picture to mom. I said, "Do you see this?" She goes, "Yeah." I go and I close went close on my forehead. I said, "There are glistening spots of moisture on my forehead." I don't do that. That's how humid it was. I couldn't yeah. stop shining. And she and of course mom, who in her Martha Stewartness, she's like. Well, that is not a good look, Jamie. That is, uh, that is not good. She goes, I thought maybe you were going for some kind of summer glow. And I'm like, really? <laughs> summer glow? That's what you're calling it? I'm calling it hell. Yeah, really? Your friend Tracy, uh, she lives in the Midwest. I think she's Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, Jamie, welcome to my world. It's messy buns and baseball hats. It's all you can do. <laughs> and then my friend Jennifer, who lives in, I believe she lives in Maine. No. Uh, yeah, maybe Maryland, Maine, somewhere up, up on the East Coast. And she said, Jamie, I moved here five years ago. She goes, I've had, I have not had a good hair day since. She's like, I literally, I hate it here so much. She's like, I can't wait to move away. That's how it is in Oklahoma. When I stepped off the airplane and suddenly my makeup just melted off my face. <laughs> yeah. My hair like just went flat. And I'm like, well, no wonder nobody here wears makeup and they're all wearing <laughs> visors because there's the best you the, can do. There's nothing else to do. No. It's it's brutal. It's brutal. And, you know, New York is amazing. You know, we went to the Met. We saw the uh, Heavenly Bodies, which was the Met Gala installation, you know, so all the fancy dresses and all the Catholic stuff was there. Mm -hmm. So we really we got a lot in. Yeah, for the what three days that you were there. We were there for three days, uh, but it the the only other thing I will tell you is you forget. Now, have you been you've been on the East Coast and obviously Oklahoma and stuff uh -huh. where it's, it's not California where we don't get real weather here. You know, everybody else but California, for the most part, gets real seasons and weather. Yeah. And so uh, we had been reading that a uh, thunderstorms were coming and they were going to come and go as quickly as they they come, but they were coming. So we were at the museum, and I said, you know what? It's like almost two o'clock. We should probably go out because we. Re I really wanted to have a hot dog, a New York hot dog, right? Because I've heard how good they are, and I said I really want to go out and get that hot dog, and then we'll come back in and we'll finish looking around. He goes, oh okay. So we go outside, and there's two hot dog stands right in the front of the museum. So we go, okay, great. So we're standing there waiting, and this woman with her two children, they're like, yes, we would like chicken nuggets and fries and all this stuff. And the guy goes, I have nothing. I have hot dogs. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. So they ordered their hot dogs, and he goes, $25. And so she decides then to open her backpack and start looking for her wallet. He's like, come on, let's go. Like, yeah. he was not having it with her. <laughs> well, she's holding up the line. Right. And so he turns to Daryl. He goes, what do you want? And where he's like, just two dogs and two waters. That's it. He's all right. Whatever bucks. And so we're standing there waiting for him to make it. And all of a sudden, and we saw the blackness in the sky to our left. I'm like, oh, it's coming. We need to, like, get going. And then all of a sudden, Paula, and it was still and humid. And then this 
breeze, like this strong wind came and blew our hair and blew everything. And Daryl mm. and I turn and look, we're like, I'm like, I look at him, I go, shit. <laughs> I, and within 20 seconds, we were in a waterfall of rain. Oh my God. Like instantly. And so everybody's all, because it came so fast and so there was a a very smart gentleman standing there with a big bucket of umbrellas and so daryl ran over there he goes i have ten dollars in my hand i'm not opening my wallet what do you have and he handed us this plastic clear umbrella that says we love new york (laughs) we're standing under it with these hot dogs and we're running and the thing is is in front of the museum there is not one thing of cover there's no cover at all and so we're running we're like what are we gonna do and he's like just get as close to the village you can so we're standing at the building eating these hot dogs because it was so rainy we were soaked completely soaked even with the umbrella and they really overdressed their hot dogs and so of course me i ended up spilling all of the mustard on my shirt (laughs) oh god all of it and Daryl had it running down his hand. Oh, gross. It was ridiculous. But it was raining so hard that after we finished it, we just stuck our hands out in the rain and completely rinsed off. Well, that's good. I was able to rinse off all the mustard, so I wasn't embarrassing. But it was crazy. And then, and then like, within an hour, it was gone. Weird. It was nuts. It was so nuts. But Daryl had to go into the bathroom at the museum. And he took off his shirt and had to wring his shirt out. Like he was, oh. he was completely soaked. I'd never seen rain like that. It had been a really long time. That's since pretty I'd seen major. Like that. Yes. And so I said, we're not walking back to our hotel, are we? He goes, no. So we got an Uber and got the hell out of there. But it was hilarious. Oh my hilarious. gosh. The only other thing I will tell you is Central Park did not disappoint. It looks like all the movies that you see when they mm-hmm. film in Central Park, it looks just like that. That's cool. Did you guys like go inside and walk around or? Yeah, we did. It was, it's so beautiful and it's huge. It's vast. I mean, we didn't realize we walked six miles. Wow. Walking around and there's a place where you can rent rowboats. There's a lake called the lake in Central Park and you can rent rowboats, which we've seen. I mean, we've seen them in movies, I'm sure. But we didn't because it was really, really hot. And we had spent a ton of time over by the John Lennon thing, the Imagine Circle. I didn't really know what that was until you posted the picture of it. Yeah. So basically, there's a apartment. Com- uh, I guess it's a complex is making it minimal. But there's there's a place where artists used to be able to live. And John Lennon lived there back in the 70s and 80s. And he was shot in front of that place. Oh. That's where he was killed on West Central Avenue. And so Yoko Ono created this area right across the street from it called Strawberry Fields. Mm -hmm. And a lot of artists donated to it and they maintain it. And it's all tile. And in the middle, it says imagine. And every day someone anonymously puts roses on this piece. Every day there's fresh roses surrounding the thing. And when you go there... I am not, I, okay, I am hippy-dippy. I, I, I admit it. But when you go there, the vibe there is so peaceful. There are people who are taking pictures, but most people sit and chill because it's really peaceful. It's like the most peaceful area of this place. And someone starts to sing. There's a, there was a musician there. I don't know if you've, you've probably not heard of the band The Struts, but they open for the Foo Fighters. They've been opening for them. They were also at Bottle Rock. 
they showed up and paid homage to John Lennon. When you were there? Yeah. And it was really one of the coolest, most magical things I've ever seen. And not the band, just in general, this area. And I had mentioned something and a girlfriend of mine said, it is absolutely true. It's my favorite place in Central Park. There's something about that area that just emotes love and positivity. It's the weirdest thing ever. And I am not someone who believes in stuff like that, but I absolutely felt it. Wow. Except for the aggressive squirrel who would not leave me alone. Little fucker. I swear. God, I was like, I I deal with you guys. I kill you all the time at home. Why are you here? You're like, we should have brought Bodega. <laughs> right? <laughs> Seriously. But anyway, on the final note on New York, we were on our way home. And I, you know, whenever I know it's time to leave, I'm ready to go. You know, oh, okay. I'm, I'm just re- I'm like, my. I've mentally prepared. We're leaving. So let's go. So we hit the airport. We get through security and everything. No problems. We board our flight, and in our row, there's a gentleman on the on the end seat. He might be 85 if oh. he's a day. Small little dude <laughs> with his little newsy cap, and he, of course, he was dressed appropriately. He was wearing a blazer and nice pants, mm-hmm. and you know, because he's from the old days. Well, that's how you fly, <laughs> right? And so we're sitting there, and he's a little anxious. He told Daryl, he's like, you know, I haven't flown in 10 years. I'm visiting my twin sister in San Jose. We haven't seen each other in about nine years. And the last time I saw her, she came to me because I was having surgery and she was the first face I saw. So I felt like I should go visit her and her son, who's probably your age. You know, we're like, okay, cool. So we actually ultimately helped him even in dallas get to where he needed to go oh i was gonna say did you slip him a xanax no he was more anxious about getting to his connecting flight oh not about the flight okay no he was fine about the flight but but i was telling first of all there's nothing sexier than seeing men be helpful in public i i don't know if it's not something you necessarily see often But this gentleman was clearly anxious about his flight. He had a lot of trouble in security because he had a money belt. (laughs) (laughs) Because, and he explained, he he was mugged about 10 or 15 years ago. And uh, from that point on, he decided, you know what? You can have my cash, but everything else is going to be on my person. And so Mm -hmm. he didn't realize he was going to have to remove that. Because it's been a long time since he's Well, flown. yeah, I mean, TSA was implemented, like, gosh. Well, it was implemented back then, but I don't think it was nearly as restrictive as it is now. You know, it's very different. Yeah, it was probably different then. Yes, it's it's much more aggressive now. I mean, and I got I got full on molested in New York, by the way. Really? Full, oh, yeah. They're just like, okay, well, there's a little piece, you know, under your right breast or whatever. And look, and you know, obviously, I got a woman to do it. But man, it was the best feel up I've had in a long time. I mean, she was firm and satisfying. Maybe I need to go flying. Right? Just make sure you have like a little safety pin or something in your bra and I'll, just don't yeah, go really. nuts. I'll just hook it down there and then it'll be like <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'll take the, the tall gentleman in the corner, please. Yes. It's like if I can choose, can I have the private frisking, please? No, I little... get the giant black lady slapping the gloves on her hands. <laughs> Let's go, honey. Turn around. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, so, but what was interesting is that 
there there was another guy on the other side of the aisle who was also assisting him and trying to help him out a bit. Mm-hmm. And so I have to tell you how sweet it was to see all of these men assist him. Like Aww. it was really, really great. And so when we all left, we we de- we deplaned, and he was walking, and he was already lost. D- Dallas Fort Worth is huge, and you have to take trains to get to your connecting flights. And so he was really anxious that he he's like, oh, I think they, they said they changed my gate and I don't know. And we're like, hold on. I said, look, we found a screen and we looked and we said, no, you're still you're still good. And he said, but we're going to walk you now. He's taken the subway for like 50 years. So right. it's, the train is like a subway. So we're like, Daryl was like, OK, this is just like a subway. You're going to wait two stops and then you're getting off and your gate is really literally right there. He's like, OK, thanks. And so he tipped his hat to me. Thanked Daryl, and we're assuming he got on his way because we literally watched him get on and got on his way. But I told him, I said, you know, that is so sweet. You know, it with all of the calls to stop being so goddamn masculine. You know, this is it was a it was masculine to see these men rally and help Mm -hmm. him. You know, it was so great. I just I'm like, people aren't so bad, really. They're only terrible on social media. But when you're face to face with people, it's not really that terrible. No. He's like, you know what? He goes, he just reminded me of Pops, his his stepdad, who's in oh, his yeah. 80s. He goes, you remind me of Pops. He was just a New York version, you know? That's probably what it was, is he was somebody's dad or grandfather or yeah. whatever. And they were just thinking, like, if that was mine, you know, right. I'd hope somebody would help him. Yeah, and I, but I love how he was literally asking only men. Like, he didn't want anybody's sympathy he just wanted to make sure he was doing it right he wasn't gonna burden the ladies oh it was so sweet i'm like michael (laughs) it's like michael i hope you made it (laughs) see that's a feel-good story yeah that's that's like the good one are we done with new york or no yes okay that's it i wanted to close with that the reason why i say that's a feel-good story is because you and i both belong to that facebook page love what matters yes and I think that's like the perfect type of story that should go on like that page. Yeah, you're you know? right. That is one of those ones where people would go, oh, see, people, like the world <laughs> is good. The world doesn't have to be so bad. Lately, I just find myself getting like annoyed with that page because Paula, now people, are, what? You are not alone. Now people are just putting whatever they want on there, know. you know? And I'm just like, if I read another infertility story, <laughs> lose my mind it's like look, i'm sorry i'm sorry you can't procreate really i'm sure it's painful i believe it i believe i it. do too like yes. i'm not trying to diminish infertility or anything like that but i mean every person's story being shared like i've read at least 20 in the oh last and, and i'm just like i don't want to read anymore it's yeah. not like it's not what the premise of love what matters is about it's supposed to be like these miraculous acts of love or just these really unusual you witnesses what is considered unusual acts of yeah love or generosity or just kindness in general because you know we're also convinced that people are unkind and hateful every day Mm -hmm. because that's what we see on social media we don't see very many good acts that it's nice that this little website or this little page exists, but I'm with you. There have been a couple where I'm like, why is this necessary in life? What is this supposed to make me feel? I don't understand. Yeah, like, really. I don't get what it. What is the love lesson behind this? Yes. What is the lesson? <laughs> then there's been 
a handful of adoption stories recently, mm. which, you know, adoption's really, you know, a sweet, selfless act, you know, all of that. But then some people turn it into like a crazed obsession, you know, to the point mm-hmm. where like that's all their own kids talk about. And, yeah. you know, I'm just like, seriously, I'm like life so like this lady she had two kids of her own mm-hmm. and then they wanted to adopt and she like was in a depression for two years and wow. her kids were just saying don't worry mom we'll get our baby soon and, oh my god you know it became into this whole like family thing and i'm just like jesus christ i mean we're bordering on bad parenting right now i'm telling you what you know just because you didn't get your adopted baby and so i'm just like eventually she got it and she's like our whole family's complete you know what i remember that one and i remember thinking that too i remember thinking that too you know when i saw that it's like i get well first of all adoption is an amazing if you can do it i think every i think it's an amazing option yeah, no, definitely. Especially, you know, especially if you have your own children and you, you have enough, you have the ability to, you know, save a child who would be languishing otherwise. I think that's an amazing thing, but... Or if yeah, you don't to, have any children and... Well, yes, of you know, course. You want to have children and that you can't have any others. I read that one and it starts to feel very selfish. Like, I'm, ah. I'm trying to get my needs met, goddammit, and be a do-gooder, and I can't get it done, and I'm really frustrated. We tried the regular way. We tried IVF. So now we're just, you know, down to the bottom of the barrel. We'll have to get, you know, yes. a baby across the country. And <laughs> how inconvenient for me. <laughs> how am I supposed to show everyone how good of a person I am if I can't do it, you know, and showcasing every moment of it? Do you think that's how adopted kids feel? <laughs> like once they learn the processes of, you know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would feel really bad. They're just like, so I was the third choice, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so I was plan C. Is that what you're saying to me? Excellent. Actually, I was plan, I was plan, plan D. <laughs> you couldn't even get an American baby, could you? <laughs> God, what does that tell you? It's like, gee, well, I'm so glad that I made the cut. <laughs> yeah, really. God. I came across this page called Love What Matters, and I was reading the story. <laughs> like, is this me, mother, mom, mama, whatever you make me call you? <laughs> Mima. Mama Jane. Is this is this it? <laughs> God. Look, adoption's a beautiful thing, but it can but but literally being depressed because you can't get your way, that's not love. That's yeah, like, yeah. I want it now, Veruca Salt shit. That's not the same thing. Yeah, really. So anyway, so speaking of social media really quick, because I want to tell you how taking mom out for a night on the town went. <laughs> um, it was actually that not just, that bad. That sounds funny. <laughs> I know. It's funny. I was looking at some social media and I, really quickly, it, it's a non thing. But you and I talk about the demise of marriages um, for people who are dumb enough to go on reality television. Oh, yeah. And then the marriages go kaput. Sometime between the, the intro to about five years is about the time period. Usually. And do you remember Real Housewives of Orange County, Alexis Bellino? She was the super Christian with the big boobs. 
<laughs> Do you no. remember her? No, I don't. Okay. So she was only on for, I believe, one season because she was so despised. Like, she was, nobody liked her. Some people, I mean, everybody has fans, but for the most part, the main hottie right now, she's still on the show, Tamara Judge. She called her Jesus Jugs. It, <laughs> It was a big thing. And, you know, all the Christians were calling her, you know, she, she's a terrible person. And, you know, you're being persecuted for your faith and all this shit. Like, no, you're being persecuted for your boobs. Boobs. And then a year or so later, Tamara uh, is, becomes a born-again Christian. And she has a big suave party where everybody gets to watch her get baptized in her pool. So that's so where we're at. So wet t-shirt contest. Basically. And everybody wore white. Yes. <laughs> Very Orange County. Oh you know, my God! We gotta make it. We gotta make it an event. Someone's getting baptized, so because we just can't believe if she doesn't burst in flames, you know, at least she'll be in water. Jeez, yeah, really. So Alexis Bellino was married. They have three children. They have twins and a son. And uh, shockingly, they're getting divorced. Aww. <laughs> now that's here's the problem bad. I have with it. Uh, the d- divorce is terrible, no matter what, especially when you have kids, and they're all like under twelve. They're not big they're not older children so it's even worse but the problem i have is with the press releases it's like we we respect each other we love each other we 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 are going to co-parent right we're committed Uh, to parenting our children we have no hatred or ill will there's been no salaciousness regardless of what you've heard and i'm like well first of all no one cares but second of all it's like if you have this much love why why are are you you getting divorced That's more love than I have in my current relationship. (laughs) Seriously. It's like we mutually respect each other and, you know, we we love each other as spouses. We were just, you know, whatever. And I'm like, this is one of the most loving, unconscious uncouplings I've ever heard for two D-list reality celebs. Why are you getting divorced? Like what? You couldn't work this out in therapy? For real? I mean, I don't get it. And so it kind of pisses me off. It's like, can we just be realistic if we're get, if someone's splitting up? It's like, yeah, he was fucking his secretary. It's over. That's how my press release would probably go. That's how mine would be. Mine would be like, he's an asshole. You know, it's like, that's what it would be. We tried or, to work know. it out for two years. It just didn't work out. And, and then I found out he was screwing somebody else. So yes. then that pretty much was the last nail in the coffin. Yeah, what more we, do you need to know? Yes, yeah. we have two children. We love them to death. And we'll probably have to raise each, raise them and face each other for the rest of our lives. But <laughs> we will get together for birthday parties sometimes. <laughs> right. But celebrate. Our kids get two holidays. Oh, my gosh. You know, a little honesty in the reality TV world would be awesome, especially when it comes to something like this. Well, especially since it's reality TV. I mean, like, you know, your press release does not equal what's on the television. No, and we all saw, we all saw what a dick he was to you for years, you know? Suddenly he's like, we love each other. We mutually respect each other as people. It's like, whatever. Whatever. That's funny. And now Bristol Palin is going to be on Teen Moms. OG, the original. I know, but she's nowhere near a teen. She's like 30. Well, a lot of these girls that had started the Teen Mom OG, they're up there too. They're like... They're like, uh, I want to say like 28 or something like that. So I just don't understand why they don't want to move on with their lives. It's like, 
Oh, I, I think get it's it. kind of like following people as they grow up. Probably like a, okay. I don't know, it's just MTV sleazy version of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we got knocked up when we were 16. Follow now our look lives. at us. Yeah. Now look at us. <laughs> now look at us. And so um, Bristol mm. Palin, she was pretty much, you know, she could have been one of the OGs because For she real. also was, you know, knocked up when she was 16 and then she's got three children and now she's getting divorced from uh oh they got married i thought he like dumped her ass they had a really weird like together breakup engagement get married divorce oh so they did get married i thought he like broke up with her like the day before their wedding or something I don't know. Uh, I don't it was know. It's like anything. a month, and then they wound up getting back together, and then they got married. So it was all kind of quick. It was weird. One of the when that happens, I always wonder. I'm like, somebody's management and PR team got in on that and said, "Just do it. Yeah, you, you have to do it." I don't know. I don't know how those things work, but I do know that man. That they don't represent Alaska very well. But he was hot stuff when they got together there because yeah. he was mm-hmm. Dakota Meyer uh, Medal of Honor winner, I believe. So, I mean, that looks good for the Palins. Yes. You know, to nail that down. But they just can't change who she is. That's the problem. Okay, so I will recap this quickly and then I'm going to read some uh, travel, ugly and awkward moments. So last night... Now, you had been invited several times to go see the Soul to Soul tour with Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. I have. You declined. Multiple times. Many times, which is fine. Uh, But mom really wanted to go. Yeah. And she had asked me like a year ago because this tour came around last year and then they came back. We actually saw the very last show of the tour last night which I did not realize, except that Tim and Faith were crying through most of the show. Oh, they were God. so emotional about it. That makes me want to throw up. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but it was a bit self-indulgent at times because there was a lot of this. It's like, you guys, you guys, I have something to say. <laughs> that happened like three times. Last night? Yes. <laughs> they, they, they put up the house lights and they're like, you guys, I, I have something to say. Um, I don't know if you believe in the Bible or the God or God, but he was the original, he was the original environmentalist. And, uh, we just want to say thank you. (laughs) They're like, okay. So they were basically like saying a prayer. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is there were a few people there because it was their last show ever. There were, uh, like they had some family there. Um, Tim McGraw's uncle was there, his uh, dad's brother. He was sitting a few rows in front of us. And so we got a lot of attention on our side, which was cool. Uh But anyway, so yes. uh, So me and Stephanie, our sister and our mother decided we were all going. I bought the tickets as a surprise. So we picked her up last night. She was super excited. Of course, she she did say, she goes, did Paula not come because I was coming? And I'm like, mother. God. No, she hates Tim McGraw. No, I didn't come because Tim McGraw was coming. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So we get to the, we get to the golden one. And I would say, because she, of course, we all had to pee right when we got there because we're like dogs. Mm -hmm. And so we immediately pee. So right when we're getting ready to leave, the music starts. We we literally got to our seats and Tim and Faith pop out of the, the floor of the stage. So we got there right when it began. The show was really good, though. A lot of a lot of cool lights. And they sang all the songs that you want to hear. Um, they each got their own set. 
So Faith did all of her stuff. And then Tim, his set was a little shorter, but he definitely was the better singer. And so when he would do, he did Humble and Kind. He did, what was that one that he did? Oh, oh, I went skydiving. Mm. I went, that one just brought the house down. Are you kidding it just, me? No, it brought mm. the house down. Everybody was just like screaming and singing and it was a big moment. Well, that's good. Yeah, it was good. And we were really entertained. What was funny is the seats were really good. <laughs> so these two, there was a girl sitting in front of us and then these two women. And I'm only saying this because it, it's, it's important to the story. They were not small women. Mm. OK, they were like Weeble Wobbles, but not like 400 pound Weeble Wobbles, like 215 Weeble Wobbles. Okay. And so they come in and they're, they're, they're coming in to get in front of, you know, into the row in front of us. This woman was so drunk that initially I thought she was disabled. Oh, wow. Like she was really struggling to walk. And I thought she had MS or something. I'm not kidding. Like I really went, oh, you know, I think she's really doing well for no cane or anything. <laughs> I really thought that. And then I went... Oh, no. She's leaning against the ramp because she can't see. She's really hammered. Did she have a beer in her hand? Yes. Of course. Ultimately, I think they were on more than beer. (laughs) I think they were... Think they had taken something. I'm not sure what. Not weed. I, I mean, it could have been acid. I'm not sure. They were very happy. Wow. So the problem was is they couldn't figure out how to sit in the seat properly and they couldn't stand. They couldn't figure out how to sit? <laughs> no. So the seats fold up like arena seats do yeah. and they kept sitting on top of it and they were so unable to push the seat down with their giant ass that they just sat on the folded seat like that's the way the seat's supposed to be. Wow. And so the problem is that now they're encroaching in on our personal space. Oh, because they were sitting up higher. Yes. And the thing is, is they have no idea that they're sitting behind the three witches. Seriously. Because we have Stephanie probably was already. Well, she, you know, we were trying really hard to not let it bother us. But you know how we are. We're so aware. So the three of us are just evilly staring at these women waiting for the moment. Mom because this one girl finally figured out how to sit in the seat properly the one the one in front of mom and she put her arms out and put her arms on the three on the three chairs of the three seats next to her on both sides her arms were really long because she was a big woman and then leaned back (sighs) and so we were looking directly at her face i would have spit in her mouth (laughs) well i thought about it i had a water bottle (laughs) Mom, need her in the head. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> and she goes, I need her in the head. It didn't do anything. And I said, well, I don't know what to tell you, Mom, but if it ain't working, you might want to stop doing it. <laughs> right. And I, I leaned into Mom and I said, why is this our life? <laughs> right. Why can't we do anything without there being an incident? Like, why can't we just have normal times we can't why do we have to deal with this ever always and then the woman in front of stephanie was really getting into the song breathe that faithful <laughs> right. and she's like i can hear you breathe <laughs> and she had her arms up like in a touchdown <laughs> position the whole time how much of her shirt came up <laughs> <laughs> Enough that we could see the bubble of skin. 
And so she's waving her arms around, surprisingly wearing a Fitbit. Isn't that interesting? Oh. And so there were people in front of them, obviously. Two men and the man next to the other uh, had a girlfriend. So it was girl, boy, boy. And the woman in front of Stephanie decided that the man in front of her was going to be her man for the evening. And she started wrapping her arms around this gentleman. Oh, my God. For about 15 seconds, he played along. And then he had had enough. <laughs> they literally left. Oh, my God. They went and left. And they ended up standing in the back. And I could see them having a good time. And I turned to mom. I said, these women aren't going to make it. They're not going to make it. They're either going to go tumbling down the stairs or they're going to try to get served and then they'll be out. They'll kick them out. We saw one fight. It was nothing, luckily. Oh, uh, but bad. there was a lot of security and the ushers kept running up and down our aisle looking around. But apparently what had happened is someone somewhere threw something and it hit someone down close to the stage and caused an injury. Oh, And so we, we couldn't see. It was dark. But there was a lot of activity. And I said, you know... I don't need an encore because I'm getting a weird vibe and I kind of want to just go. And so we did. We we watched them. They they came down off the stage and ran through. Uh, Tim and Faith ran through the audience a little bit with like 20 people on either side of them. So they were safe. We just we took off and it was it was good timing. We got out of there. But I didn't drop mom off until like 1130. Oh, my God. Was she awake? She was unlike anybody else she was like i was up till like 2 a.m i could not sleep it was such a crazy <laughs> night oh my gosh well we'll have to think of more concerts for her to go to i know i'm gonna go see willie nelson next week really yeah daryl got tickets through his work and so now we're gonna go see willie and friends and uh i just read today he is 85 years old wow. 85 must be all the weed it's got to be the weed. Maybe we should start smoking it or eating it. <sighs> something. We need to do something. I just can't get past the paranoid part. I know. I'm. You know what? I have some CBD oil that I have yet to try. I really want to try it, but I'm just afraid. <laughs> I'm such a wimp. Do you put it in your mouth or? You put it under your tongue. Apparently it's a topical. You can put it like I can rub it in my temples if I had a migraine or whatever. There, it's the stuff that MMA fighters use to alleviate their pain after a fight. Oh, what the Diaz brothers always use. Yeah. And so I'm like, I should do it. I mean, who, who, why not? I mean, what's the worst thing? The problem is, is that I can't think of a time where I don't need my brain. And where I can just say, okay, I'm close. I'm, I'm trying it. I'm so if anything weird happens. to get stoned. <laughs> I'm going to get high. Leave me alone. Right. I don't ever see that happening. But anyway, it was a fun night and you were missed. We, we, we mentioned you a couple of times. We were, we, we were sad that you didn't come. I may make you go next time and you'll just have to suck it up. Yeah, I, Be I, I will the, if mom had, I can't believe mom had such a great time. I'll definitely go She next did. Time. Oh, well, we did it. Okay, first of all, mom needs to work on her selfie face. Oh, God. I took, I said, mom, let's do a selfie. And she's like, all right. So she does a selfie, but her eyes are squinty. She looked Asian. Oh, and I'm like, why? That's why where do Allison you squint? gets it. I'm like, where do you squint like that? And so I did two of them, and Stephanie and I look good. And then I, I look good in the one I did with mom as far as, you know, darkness goes. But I'm like, why does mom look like she's like, <laughs> just, she looks. Asian. I, I don't get it. Every picture we took of Allison in Vegas, her eyes were closed. It's so weird. And so I said, we need to work on our selfie skills, Mom. <laughs> if we're going to do this, you're going to have to get it together. 
So anyway, but it was fun. And Stephanie goes, well, now we have three undistinguishable pictures from concerts that we have no idea. No one will know where we are because they're dark and there's just lights shining on our face. (laughs) She goes, we have Brett Michaels, Britney Spears, and now Tim and Faith. And you couldn't tell where we were when we took these. I'm like, I know. But, you know, it's kind of like tradition now. Yeah. The grainy selfie. You got to do it. Can't wait. (laughs) Anyway, all right, well, let me see. Okay, really quick, let me read some, I'll I'll read a couple Hugly Travels and then we'll wrap it up for the week. These are travel ones because I thought since we were talking about travel and what, what have you, and I thought these would... These are very ugly moments. Now, this person does not live in the United States, so this is kind of a funny little turn on it. I stayed in a really nice hotel in the U.S., and in the last morning before leaving, I decided to take a quick shower before going to the airport. I started turning the knob, probably in the opposite direction that I should have. It's probably one of the single knobs where you turn to turn it on, and then you would change the heat temperature. You know how hotels have that? Yeah. Anyway, I kept turning and turning, but there was no water until I turned one more time and the knob stayed in my hand together with a piece of pipe it was attached to. They literally unscrewed it. (laughs) That very second, a fountain of water started gushing out of the wall as it was directly linked to the main water supply, obviously. Oh. I was so shocked. I tried to put the knob back on, but of course it didn't work. So now I'm ankle deep in water and it's already flowing inside the room. Oh, no. I grabbed a towel to run to look for help remembering mr bean at least i had a towel oh so they were naked and they well, grabbed of course a towel they ran were the naked hallway. they were getting ready to get in the shower yes. i was just picturing Let- some guy running around <laughs> naked trying to find help <laughs> luckily there was a maid down the just a few rooms down unfortunately she of course did not speak english mm-hmm. what a shock yeah. uh, i grabbed her hand and pulled her to my room and when she saw the scene she ran off to get help several managers show up running around trying to find someone who knows how to turn off the water main in the basement and of course no one believed the story until they came to their my room to see it for themselves so now every employee of the hotel is coming to the room to course, see what's going on to see on. the catastrophe <laughs> i'm standing there in a towel <laughs> finally one of the maids opened another room and said please finish your shower <laughs> so she they offered him breakfast and it's like but i was already incredibly late so i just ran to the airport probably not in a towel but still Jeez, that's a lot of trouble. That's a lot of trouble. Yeah, the more we've traveled, I would say, like the more we've stayed at hotels, the more th- little things have like not worked for us. Like the yeah, last time noticed. we were in Reno, we had yeah. to call the main desk because our clicker was out of batteries, which is so stupid. <gasps> that's crazy. So they well, why would they check that? I mean, they had to put in a ticket to like the TV AV department. And so oh, we had to wait sake. like 45 minutes for the person to come up. And she had like this giant tool belt and everything like that. And we just needed two little AAA batteries. <laughs> it's like I could have gone to CVS on the corner and dealt with this. Honestly, well, hey, they seriously. don't let you open them. You need a screwdriver to open Oh, up that's them. right. Because, you know, God forbid people, will people steal. steal anything. And so they would steal it. My God. It's crazy. But all right. Well, I think we only I think we just need to do the one. We don't need a second one. So that's that's our ugly and awkward moments of the week sponsored by lipandclip.com go check it out they've got some new stuff coming out right now that i'm really excited about because god forbid we're already pushing for fall everyone we are 
So go to lipandclip.com, check it out, buy something, support the Uggs. We appreciate it. I know school is going to be starting very soon. And so your teen or tween or yourself might need some makeup to uh, stock up on and look super pretty for their first day of school. Indeed. I think that's a wrap for this week. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And we will see you on Sunday. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.